Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure did. <laughs> that just went by fast. Kind of casually tossed that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they wake you up from the goo pods to live in reality, and you're naked and screaming. It's like... (laughs) Follow us for free on Apple Podcasts and all major podcast platforms. For more information, go to chinwagpod.fm and find enlightenment through our Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag underscore pod. 
r slash is a hilarious podcast where dabney bailey uses ridiculous voices and emotions to read aloud the week's craziest reddit posts he reenacts various reddit threads covering wild stories and secrets petty revenge relationships and much more so if you're looking for a daily distraction and a laugh check out r slash wherever you get your podcasts I have yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that. You picked it, motherfuckers. <laughs> just remember that. You know the problem with Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. So I was legitimately offended. You were offended? I was, a, I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. it absolutely, I was absolutely offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean! Inconsequential detail after inconsequential detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking all (laughs) night. Welcome to Cinephobe, the podcast where we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Amin Alhassan and Anthony Mays producing the show this week on Cinephobe, a very special 2000 Scientology slash political thriller, Battlefield Earth. Guys, I thought last week with good luck Chuck couldn't get lower. But we may have gotten lower. You challenged me here with this 5% Rotten Tomatoes for Good Luck Chuck. I had to end Good Luck Chuck's reign as the lowest rated movie on this podcast. It is. Uh, I will say this, though. I might have been more entertained by this than I was Good Luck Chuck. I definitely laughed Shut more. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Shut the fuck Oh, my up. God. Balls of Fury wasn't in this movie, Zach, so... All right. Battlefield Earth stars John Travolta, who at the time was coming off the general's daughter and was about to be in Lucky Numbers. Also, we get Barry Pepper, who had just been in The Green Mile and was going to be in 61, an HBO TV movie thing. Um, We also get Forrest Whitaker, who was just in the Usher vehicle, lighted up. And he was seven years (laughs) away from being the best actor for Last King of Scotland. That's where we were with this. Is there anyone... Is there anyone who's had a more like puzzling choice of roles in career than goddamn Forrest Whitaker? Like he's he's tops, right? He's got to be tops. He's, I mean, he's really been through it. Like he's he's been in every kind of movie, every kind yeah, of role, every kind of every kind. Like in a way that even Samuel L. Jackson, I don't think. Is on his level. Like, what? What's the worst thing that Sam Jackson's done? Like Formula Fifty One or something like that. The one with the shark. Deep blue sea. A fucking shark ain't me. That's a good movie. You guys go fuck yourselves on that. That's a great movie. Deep blue sea is amazing. That movie's not good. That's amazingly bad. It's better than <laughs> most of the movies we've done on this. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue that with you. <laughs> right. This movie's directed by Roger Christian who has directed Underworld, not that one, not the vampire one. Yeah, not that one. (laughs) The one with Dennis Leary. And Masterminds, not that one, not the Zach Galifianakis movie, (laughs) the one with Patrick Stewart. Christian was also the set director 
for Star Wars A New Hope. No way! Yeah. And second unit director for Phantom Menace. You know what's funny? All right, we're going to get into this, but there's a lot of the wipes. Yeah. They went through a lot of wipes. I'm like, are they trying to copy Star Wars, but just not in a good way, or is this a complete coincidence? Uh, I believe George Lucas recommended Roger Christian for this job. We also get the uh, that this was written. I mean, obviously, it's off. It's based on the Scientology book by L. Ron Hubbard, right? But the screenplay is written by Corey Mandel, who only has credits for writing Love Kills, which was a TV movie from 1991, and he has a special thanks for Man of the Year, a mockumentary of Playgirls Centerfolds, which the lead character is named Dick Schaefer. <laughs> I also looked him up, and he. Teaches screenwriting. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, that is a mistake if you're taking that class. Uh, It's also (laughs) written by J.D. Shapiro, who wrote an episode of Charles in Charge and helped write Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, so Shapiro wrote like an earlier draft of the movie and then got fired. And then Corey Mandel is responsible for (laughs) the final product here. J.D. Shapiro has some thoughts on this movie. Is he related to Howie Mandel? That's a great question. Maybe that's how he got in. Synopsis for Battlefield Earth. It's the year 3000 AD. The Earth is lost to the alien race of Cyclos. Humanity is enslaved by these gold-thirsty tyrants whom are unaware that their man-animals are about to ignite the rebellion of a lifetime. Man-animals. You have to say it like he does. (laughs) Tagline for this movie. Amin, prepare to go Cyclo. (laughs) Of course. Yes. So, all right, there's some discrepancies in the budget of this movie it's reported as a 73 million dollar budget but apparently there was some fraud and it's not actually 73 it's way less than that uh it grossed 21.4 million dollars in the u.s and 29.7 million dollars worldwide that's amazing it's amazing that that many people went to see it yeah i mean that had to have been a selling early tickets kind of thing let me let me ask you guys a question you guys remember when this movie came out that the the rumors were that this was everyone who's in scientology has like a blood debt yes to create these scientology type movies so will smith after earth this one uh what what was tom cruise's one was a minority report yeah minority report like they all have like these futuristic sci-fi movies that tie in the scientology themes um, Tom Cruise is the only one who seems to make the good ones, though. Have you noticed that? Yes, yeah, Tom Cruise. <laughs> I think he's. I think he gets the, the first pick, and that's why. And that's why he's the highest level. And John Travolta is really jealous of him, right? Isn't exactly. That right. That's there's a there's a feud there between the two of them. Feeding levels. Before we jump into this, um, and you listen to the rest of the podcast, obviously spoilers. Battlefield Earth is available on Showtime streaming. Uh, if you want to do that, or if you want to buy it, you know, there's a, there's a terrible decision for you. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score 3% as Mays mentioned 3% from critics on 148 reviews, 12% from the audience on over 53,000 ratings. Again, 12% seems like a abnormally high, like that's, who are these people? that's gotta be Scientologists, right? Gotta be, but 12% or they, oh, they spent they bots probably. Yeah, right. it's probably bots. They probably gotcha. bought some bots and, yeah. um, so, all right, the good reviews, I mean, and they're not, oh, there are four of them, but I'll just read three. Luke Y. Thompson of the New York Times, it's been a while since we've seen dumb entertainment this unpretentious, so why worry that it doesn't make a lick of sense? Is this movie unpretentious? <laughs> I don't know that I agree with that. Bob Graham of the San Francisco Chronicle, is it worth seeing once? Sure. A resounding review. Yeah, that, that's his. <laughs> 
<laughs> Joe Blow, even though Joe, I don't agree with it, Joe Blow of Joe Blow's Movie Emporium. Despite starting off like a bad Star Trek episode, this film eventually graduates to a higher level. Uh, I've never seen Star Trek, but I'm just going to disagree. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, the negative reviews: Alexander Walker of the London Evening Standard, appalling. That's it. Yes. Um, Jeff Strickler of the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Logic is in short supply. Burned out cities have electricity, for example. My favorite, a hangar full of jets buried under a thousand years of dust, not only fire up instantly, but still have fuel tanks of gas. (laughs) Let me just say right now, that was the moment where I I sent the text. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sent the text, fuck you, Mace. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was so angry. I threw things at my (laughs) <laughs> it is it's the worst like here's just a toy on a string cgi i've ever seen oh no the, see, like forget about how awful the, the cgi is and and all that stuff they are, forget about that you could have used the, the best cgi in the world peter bradshaw of the guardian with this journey into the heart of rubbish this full throttle adventure into the hyperspace of drivel travolta not only incinerates what is left of his own reputation but takes down someone else with him who do you think now, Forrest Whitaker? It's got to be – or Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper was destroyed for this movie. Still yeah, manages yeah. to career, but he, like, he was destroyed. You know what's funny? Like I was looking at Barry Pepper in this movie. I'm like, what, do these guys not have options? I thought their careers were going pretty well. Why would they agree to this? Like Forrest Whitaker is a baffling one to me. This kind of makes sense to me for Barry Pepper. No, he, no. Was too, he was too late in the game like at this point to take this movie, right? Unless he's a Scientologist. That's that's something. I don't think Forrest Whitaker is a Scientologist, like, and, and, but he has a resume of taking these kinds of movies. Yeah. So I'm kind of part of me is like, uh, you know, can I, can I really fault him? I don't know. So then I go back and I think about it. It's like well, maybe he was kind of hard up. You know who knows? By the way, who knows Forrest Whitaker? Who? Uh, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, oh, from the Star Wars stuff, right? Yes. So yeah. Uh, like I'm, I'm wondering if I can add, like, but before that, even before Star Wars, like. Forrest Whitaker's like Freddie Prince's like show business godfather or something. Like he's giving him like advice yeah. about stuff and like and it's really helped him. He's really helped oh, him. In my career hopefully Freddie didn't take all of it. I'm just like I want to know like yo what what drives what drives an actor to take this kind of role. And then the other thing I was going to ask was I've never asked this. I want to ask someone. Maybe I should ask Freddie, but I think it'd be more fun if I asked someone on air. Have you ever is it have you ever taken a role that midway through you said you know what to hell with the money. I'm not doing this. This is dumb. Oh, that's and walk question. out on that. And does that does that have a negative? Like, is there a negative? Is it bad for your reputation in Hollywood if you walk out on a movie? Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's a great question. I would think if it would have happened, it would have been Julianne Moore and next. Right. <laughs> mm, mm. All right. Three more. Three more negative reviews. Anthony Lane of the New Yorker. The director is Roger Christian, who have. Early audience response is anything to go by. Would do well to flee the country under an assumed name. That a boy, Roger Christian sounds like an assumed name. It does. It already does. Right. It's that's a that's a witness protection ass name. And then Stephen Rosen of the Denver Post. You don't watch it. You survive it. I agree with that. And then <laughs> we're all survivors. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis Harvey of Variety. Next time, next time we're at a we're at a basketball game. I mean, they ask the veterans to stand up. We have to stand up. <laughs> yes. And then, no. Dennis. Tennis Harvey of Variety, pretty much the showgirls of sci-fi shoot-em-ups. I'm going to say that showgirls was way more, way, way more palatable, 
way more believable a script. Way more it's, like this. It's better movie, acted. Better act. Well, I don't know. All right, on great. par. On par. On par. I mean, Judy Gershon was great. I think that there seem to be three types of cinephobe movies. There's the underrated movies that are actually good. There's the movies that are bad in a fun way that can be enjoyable to watch. And then there's the movies that are just flat out atrocious and torturous. Yeah, we're doing a lot of those lately. <laughs> Feels like. It all, started, uh, it all started with fucking Hot Rod, man. You're a terrible stuntman. What? You're a terrible stuntman. What? You're a terrible stuntman. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can hear you. It was just really mean. That's, that's what it, you know what? That's when it turned. Because we didn't like Hot Rod. May started May started throwing haymakers, and then I, you know, you've kept to your you you want to do movies that you enjoy. I'm throwing haymakers too, right back at Mace, and you're catching strays. I'm I'm, t- I'm like uh, my, I think I have next week's pick. I'll let you guys know by the end of the pod what we're gonna go with. It's going to be another kind of like bring the average back up. Yeah, but <laughs> once we get past my next pick. Oh. I'm I'm digging deep on you assholes. <laughs> okay, all right. I've been doing research. I'm, I'm on Just Watch, <laughs> just trying to figure out which one of these are available, so we don't have to pay for this awfulness. No, I'm gonna make and, you guys pay for the next one. <laughs> I mean, he's just got a cork board at home with a bunch of strings drawn, plotting his next attack. Oh my god, man! Right now, but right now it's all hunky dory. Next week, you're like, wow, me a really piece of good movies. All right, watch this. All right, let's get into it. A saga of the year 3000. That's what it says on the screen immediately. And I just wrote, what? What does that mean? That's the name of the movie. That, like, so, so that's the thing I was like, that's my first note. It's like, is that the name of the movie? And we just never, we've never talked about it. it was just, is that the just, full title? Yes, I believe so. The way it was presented on the screen, I think the full title is Battlefield Earth, the saga of the year 3000. Well, it's a subtitle. If there's, this was supposed to be uh, more than one movie. It was, yes. No. It was supposed to be more than one movie. <laughs> they, I mean, Where would they go? <laughs> this was only the first half of the book, I mean. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. It's a lot of slow motion in this movie. Uh, okay, so that's – all right. So I'm going to read my first several slow motion first uh, notes. First, the slow motion grief. Then – it's worse. So it's slow motion fall. Then I said, they're really fond of slow motion. <laughs> and then at, at that point, from then on, like every other scene is in slow motion. And it's like that choppy, low tech slow motion because yes. the frame yeah. rate's all fucked up. Yes. Well, well, it's, <laughs> it's so he's got to find new land so they can have food, right? That's Barry. Barry Pepper is trying. He's a villager. He's trying to find his dad dies. He's trying to find new land for them to actually have food and everything to su- survive. So he goes off on his horse. And there is a scene as he gets into like a meadow where they do two different slow motion actions with the horse. Yeah. Like the horse gets scared and then yeah. it, and then it goes back to regular motion. And then the, he falls off the horse within slow like eight seconds. Fall. Yeah. Yeah. Slow motion. And, then, and by the way, the, the stunt man was black. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, y'all really didn't give a fuck, huh? My note here is Barry Pepper has some real white girl in the Caribbean on vacation hair going. Yes, he does. Yes, yeah. Look, my hair got braided. Like, yeah, definitely that going on. At one point, he's he's interacting with the woman, and she wants to go with him, and he and he says she can't handle it, and she calls him an arrogant breeder. To which I wrote, yep. "Is this a feminist movie?" We'll find out later. No, it is not. No, it is not. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, he, t- he tells her, yes, you can't handle it. And that's why you need to stay and help help with the village. And I said, that's awesome. Reverse then. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got her. He absolutely got her. We meet Kim Coates and some fat dude. 
Uh, Kim Coates, you might remember from uh, what's he most known for? Sons of Anarchy. I'll be honest with you. When I saw Kim Coates in the credit, I was like, I don't remember her. <laughs> <laughs> they meet up with Barry. They start to threaten him. They decide, like, uh, you know, we're going to find food. He wants to he wants to find the gods. And so he has food. He says he will exchange that for them showing him the gods. By the way, this they, this all happens in the ruins of the mini putt, golf. Putt, course, putt, right? putt. And I said, somehow I doubt putt putt. It was what survives a thousand years of of the demise of the human race like that. There's no way that this is made of like what? Think about things from a thousand years ago, like Notre Dame, Notre Dame, the cathedral and stuff like that. Like a putt-putt course is not on that level, man. (laughs) They go into a city, a clearly like eroded, abandoned city. What was the name of the movie with Halle Berry where everyone talked in that weird pigeon dialect? You're talking about Cloud Atlas? Cloud Atlas. Yeah, man. That's the Wachowskis. Your favorite, I mean. Yeah, first of all, terrible movie, which which, a future cinephobe title, but also... One of the things I hated about that movie was like the pigeon English, like the, the same thing as After Earth. They try to figure out like what people in a thousand years were going to try and sound like, and it just sounded ridiculous. Until like I watched this movie, and I said to myself, "You can't have." I said, "Yeah, you can't have guys talk normal and then also grunt like cavemen, right?" This movie handles language extremely poorly, as I'm sure we'll get to. They're talking about the frozen ones, which are just statues, and they say the gods have cursed them and everything. They talk about a magical place under gold, golden arches where food magically appeared. Fucking McDonald's! <laughs> so they start arguing over food or something. I wasn't really, I didn't, I got full disclosure, I didn't pay great attention to this movie. I tried I, at times, I, but I, 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 I wandered. It was hard to. I did. I did. I'm telling you, I have copious notes. For instance, they call him Greener. <laughs> they call him Greener. By the way, she doesn't call him Breeder. She calls him Greener. Oh, okay. And Greener because, as he explains, the grass, he's a guy who always says the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, and they keep saying and piece so, of cake. And Yeah, so I said, having the saying the grass is greener on the other side doesn't hold weight with this, when you're also dealing with people who don't understand a fucking mall. They're in a shopping mall. Like, this, right. this isn't hard. Like, th- there's no way mankind can go that primitive to where they can't understand a shopping mall. Well, this, is, right. this was the problem with After Earth is they had all this evolution. It was like a, a thousand years. Right. Right? Like, I mean, it's, you know. It's a little different. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's like, oh, three, the year 3000 and, like, mankind has been, like, n- nuclear bomb back to Stone Age. And I'm looking around, I'm like. It seems pretty green and like lush <laughs> animals. Yeah, like, they didn't scorch the earth in it by any means. And the putt putt course survived. Like, well, what's what's happening here? So we get a creature with dreads walking through. Um, you know, he's shooting these these I, these beams at him. Like I, this energy, I don't know what it is. He's yeah. shooting something. It's disabling them. Uh, there's a lot. Of, I mean, more it's slow a terrible motion. Shot. More terrible slow, shot. Lots a terrible of shot. Motion. I wrote the note. John Woo thinks this is too much slow motion. Like this is. Like it's it's just like every other thing is slow motion. Uh, Barry Pepper gets caught. Everyone gets caught. Now he's in a cage, flying away. He's freaking out. There are others captured. Effects, the special effects. I must point out, this is where it really hit me. Like this is terrible special effects. Made Jupiter ascending look good. Yeah, Yeah, no, like it's (laughs) definitely like like the the now the the idea you said it's it was there was fraud makes all the sense in the world. Because they gave them a certain amount of money for special effects, and they didn't spend all of it, clearly. In certain parts of this world, the the creatures, the aliens, have put their own atmosphere into it, in these domes and stuff. So they can breathe properly, but the humans can't. So they're given breathing apparatus. 
Um, so we kind of get introduced to that. Uh, we're at a human processing center. They try to escape. They don't. In Denver. In Denver, right. This is what happened to Denver after they legalized mushrooms. <laughs> hey, there it is. By the way, Barry Pepper shoots shoots a dude. Yeah, and shoots a preacher. It, shoots, shoots a dude and then in order to escape, runs into the prison. And I'm just like, <laughs> he ran right into like cell block A. Like he yeah. runs around. I'm like, how? Like at no point did you say, "Oops!" Turn around, like yeah. He, run, he runs in. He falls to the feet of like John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker, is where we're introduced yes. to them, right? And it's all in say, slow motion. My note is nice to see some alien diversity. Wait, is that Forrest Whitaker? <laughs> so, all right, I'm just gonna say what my note is, and we can decide later if we should take it out. But I wrote Forrest Whitaker. How do I say this? Doesn't not look like Lizzo with this hair. He looked like Lizzo to me, man. Yeah, he looked like Lizzo. What's well, because you haven't seen Star Trek, Zach? Because he looks like a shitty version of a Klingon. Yeah, oh, that's the he thing does. with like the fucked up forehead and stuff, right? And the hair. All right, uh, I'll take that. Um, this is this is the part now, Maze. You're gonna have a lot more work because there's a <laughs> lot of quotes I have here that need to be yeah. spliced in. So, so my my question is, I've got questions like, what's happening with Travolta's voice? Is he doing a Madonna hybrid accent? Wait, the accent's gone. Nope, it's back. Nope. Like it, 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 it goes in and out like you would not believe. He calls Barry Pepper a man animal. Who is responsible for allowing this man animal to run around unsupervised? The man animal shot the Wranglers. I guess they call all the yeah. humans on Earth. Yeah. But my thing is like, why would you call them man animal? Wouldn't you just call them animals? Man, like you don't call cow cow animal. Come here, cow animal. Right? They didn't cow. say they didn't say rat animals later right. on when rats are introduced into the movie. And, and then the other thing I was thinking was somehow by calling him a man animal, it still shows more respect than slave owners did to <laughs> slaves in this country, right? Because well, they, they, like, were, they weren't enslaving them. They were just imprisoning them, right? Like there, there were well, real debates. Well, there were real debates on whether or not they were going to enslave them to, do, to work in the mines. To work in the mines for gold, but they were working in the mines internally into the dome. So I guess is that slave labor? Is that prison labor? God, it's 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 a gray yeah, area. It's a little bit of both. And yeah. this this is where I wrote. First, I wrote the note out of your skull bone. Reach for the gun, but sir. I might get shot. Sure, you might, and I might suddenly grow a third arm. But sir, I swear it shot the Wrangler. Report filed today still has my name on it, and you are out of your bone if you think that I'm going to write on the report shot by man animal as the cause of death unless I see it. If I obey your command, I may get killed. And if you don't, it's a certainty that you will be killed. Reach for the gun. It reminded me of, uh, you know what he talks like? He talks like Zoolander. Matilda. <laughs> Matilda. Like, he pronounced, he enunciates certain letters very hard. We get such weird fucking exposition. When yeah. he's talking to this this bartender where he's like he's getting a promotion a lot. Most of this movie is office politics. Yes, it is. It is it, a lot it's of corporate office. politics, right? Yeah, it's intergalactic middle management. It is. And it's, it's yeah. Rogue it, one. That, that, was, that was Rogue One. I thought a lot about Inspector Krennic in this in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Rogue One, man. Rogue One is a movie about middle management. I'm sure our little agreement is still in effect. Now that you're leaving, that unfortunate little incident won't somehow magically appear in my file. Of course not. I'm a cyclo of my word. Because I've always told you everything I've overheard in here. Yeah. And your information has often proved to be quite useful. You know how they overreact back at home, planet. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do if they found out. Right. 
You better start figuring it out. You just said it won't appear in my file. I said it won't magically appear. There'll be nothing magical about it. I'm going to put it there. Hey! What about you being a cyclo of your word? I am a cyclo of my word. And I will honor our agreement to the letter. As long as you were providing me with useful information, I wouldn't file the report. But now that I'm leaving this pitiful excuse for a planet, you will no longer be providing me with useful information. Will you? I'm begging you. My son just got accepted into the academy. First one ever in my family. You know how much it costs. Please, as a friend, couldn't you forget to file the report? Well, as a friend, I could forget to file the report. But unfortunately, I'm not your friend. <laughs> She's an asshole. <laughs> like, oh, at that prick. point, yeah, no, he's an immense. Pr- he's a prick to everybody in this movie. But I also put they seem to have a lot of American customs for an alien race. Yeah, like the opening really up do. to the bartender and like mm-hmm. the, whole, the final part. Like, yes, he says. But unfortunately, I'm not your friend. He does it with this. He talks like Christopher Lloyd and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. And he talks like this. Yes. <laughs> it's so over the, the top. Another uh, thing that happens, I believe, in this scene or maybe in the next scene, they use the word crap a lot. Yeah. My man comes from Cyclo World or whatever. His ex- yeah, His Excellency, right? Yeah. Well, this, is my, this is my note later on is, is it's called Cyclo and then they're called Cyclos. Yes. It would like be like us being called Earths. Yes, yes. We're Earths. Maybe we should be. No, we're man animals, Zach. All right, we man, are man animals. Man animals. Um, yeah, so there's slow motion of the man animals being hosed off in the prison. Barry gets knocked out trying to escape. He's really trying to escape this whole time. And I just wrote the note, this is Scientology, huh? Like, that's what this is. And that's when... <laughs> Well, okay. They actually say that it's not much Scientology going on here in this story. Yeah, they're they're out of their fucking mind. This higher up gets transported there. Travolta wants to be his guide. They're talking about exterminating humans. They're discussing what dogs might be. Uh, one of these one of these guys looks like Steve Bannon. Um, Travolta is just harping on this like he wants this transfer to go through he's trying to get off the planet and there's that great moment where he laughs too hard at his boss's joke and I thought that was just like this is like an office comedy (laughs) yeah it's a lot like office space he's stuck on earth because of an unexplained incident involving the senator's daughter did you guys catch that daughter yes had I I known it was the senator's daughter I'm like did he fuck her Did he he kill her? What happened? A couple of here notes. One, uh, oh, you're too much. So they tell me that that was an exchange that happened. I feel like Zeet, who is his excellency, takes every opportunity to shit on Earth. Like he packs in a lot of fucking shitting on Earth. Oh, this crap hole planet. There's this crap holes. Uh, If you die and go to hell, at least it's a step up from this crap hole. I'm like, yo, man, we get it. You don't like Earth. (laughs) You don't have to keep harping on it. When they tell him, not only are you not coming off the planet, but you're going to be on here for 50 cycles with endless options for renewal. And that echoes. I laughed. I, I legit laughed, guffawed. It was so funny. And also, while he's saying that and that's echoing, the other dude who I believe is called Planet Ship, right? Yeah. He's just weirdly there with his mouth open. It's yeah. He's just like, he's, he's so uncomfortable with what's happening right now. It's so awkward. I just wrote the note. 
fucking government, man. The bureaucracy will get you. Before he realizes that he's doomed to stay on this planet forever, he explains to His Excellency that he's been training Horace Whitaker, his character, to you know take over after him, you know, and like when after he leaves. So after this happens and he realizes he's gonna be here forever, he's at the bar. He's literally hugging like four beers <laughs> or four whatever they're drinking. Or whatever are. these green juices yeah. are, right? Yeah. Oh, they're either hand grenades or Incredible Hulk. Yeah, the other part of the human race they liked. <laughs> given the size of the container, I'm gonna say hand grenades. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> at that moment, I thought to myself, "Wait a second, what does this mean for for Forrest Whitaker? No promotion either. That's kind of fucked up." <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> It's fucked up. And so, yeah, they're getting drunk at the bar. And I wrote, this movie is just about real life. <laughs> Forrest is getting wrecked for not getting the promotion. And then I had this note, because I'm genuinely curious, because I couldn't tell. Is Travolta acting his ass off in this scene? Because he's really going through it. So, all right. So then we get into the man-animal prison. Um, some dude tries to check Barry, saying he gets to eat, and then his men get to eat, and then everyone else gets to eat. They have a fight. Oh, yeah. That's um, right. Barry <laughs> wins. He, he feeds the people, which apparently was his suggestion for the movie. Um, and I wrote, no shit, we're 28 minutes into this movie, and there's probably been 20 slow motion scenes. Barry Pepper would have done well and never backed down. Oh, it was great, man. He was throwing bows, absolutely. <laughs> and that guacamole looks terrible. It oh, looks my awful, God. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, now we're, now we're at the place where, where Forrest Whitaker is sweaty as hell. He find out there's been, they've been spying on each other in the office. John Travolta caught him in a lie about gold that can be mined. Yeah. I wrote, this isn't a trustworthy work environment. Do aliens uh, have HR? Is it called AR? Watching Forrest Whitaker attempt to walk in these boots was killing me. Every time there was a wide shot of him... He's just—he's so awkward. Oh my god! He beats Forrest Whitaker's ass in the scene, and I laugh so hard. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, this guy's such a dick. <laughs> he's the worst. And then, the, and so now, <laughs> now we're getting. But but at the same time, we're they're having real debates about like labor costs and proper yeah. working conditions. And yeah. I'm trying. And I wrote, is this movie pro union? Is Scientology pro union? Like, I don't know anything about this world. Zach converts by the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know more. <laughs> and then I wrote, I wrote, I wasn't paying attention. A building fell. Barry tries to escape. I wrote all these creatures are wearing orthopedic shoes. So this is at this point, I noticed their hands. They're like furry goblin hands. I hadn't noticed that before. Also like the last scene, their furry ass teeth and obviously this cyclo planet does not have any dentistry not at all yeah also at this point is when i noticed the barn door wipes that they keep using over and over again for every scene it's really awkward it's awkward and also they still have action happening in the background sometimes in slow motion so it just looks real like sometimes they're just a face it it looks like it's buffering as you're watching yes it does that's exactly what it looks like all right, now now he, Barry's still escaping. Travolta and Forrest Whitaker are teaming up to search for this gold. Um, they, he gets trapped at a gate. Travolta comes and kills the aliens that are trying to capture him. They want to use him as an experiment. They want to learn what humans like to eat. Man animals. Man animals. Man animals. <laughs> so they trick him into thinking they've escaped to the mountains so that they can spy on them. Barry catches a rat. Uh, he eats it raw. Barry discovers that they're like cameras in their buttons of the clothes, so he disconnects them. Right, Travolta is- said it couldn't be done, and Forrest Whitaker mocks him yeah. so hard that Travolta <laughs> gets up and storms out but hits his head on the ceiling. Yeah, such a dick. Oh! Rough, lousy ceiling! I thought I told you to get some man animals in here and fix it! There's real vulnerability there! Yeah. Also, I-, I said, Barry doesn't strike me as smart enough to be outsmarting and escaping over and over again. 
No. Just like there's nothing no. about nothing about his character tells me like this this is a really sharp cookie here, you know. And there is a slow motion shitty look from Forrest Whitaker to end the scene after Travolta <laughs> hits his head on the ceiling that I fucking loved. I would get that gif like tattooed onto my body if I could. It was so great. Uh, when they escape, they're in Aspen. They get trapped by alien ships. Travolta and, and Forrest Whitaker are arguing if men, if man animals can fly. So Travolta drops one off a cliff. He doesn't what? fly. And he says, what? that's why I'm a senior executive and you're a lonely clerk. Yeah, like, first of all, Forrest Whitaker, what, like, why did the curiosity hit you at that moment? Like, I wonder if Well, because I think he was trying to jump across the ravine, right? Oh, we thought about it, but then yeah. oh, he thought about, yeah, jumping in and then thought twice because they told him he was going to die or whatever. But also, let me remind you, they threw a stick at a helicopter or whatever that is. <laughs> like, yeah, like a Harrier jet type of yeah. like alien ship, right? He threw a stick at it. Travolta is always condescending to Forrest Whitaker about how he went to the academy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah really job title checking. Like It made me think that John Travolta's character is a trust fund kid. Oh, and then Forrest Whitaker is like, you know, from the streets or whatever. And he's always referencing his education and his family line and all this shit. And he's such a piece of shit. A couple other things. A, the special effects on the. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you guys remember the music video? You might think I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what the effects look like right there. When the guy's falling, it's just, hey, just wave your arms and we'll just zoom out. And we'll green screen behind. Yeah, there's a lot of like if you're familiar with like Peter Gabriel videos yes. from the eighties, like it's a it looks a lot like Sledgehammer. Yes. Another thing I also we didn't point out is that when they're talking about their plan about how they can train the humans and so they can do this mining or whatever and that no one will know, they say, Oh well, how we train it? We can educate it in the learning machine. And I just said, That's what y'all called it? The learning machine. <laughs> You couldn't think of a cooler name for a fucking learn like the learning machine. The machine that's, that helps you learn. That's the thing about this whole about this whole movie. It's like they know everything about humans and nothing at the same time. Just all the vocabulary that they choose for these things is so primitive. This is my favorite part. So they take Barry Pepper and they stick him in this machine. Uh, the machine has like a uh, like a Microsoft Office paperclip <laughs> that's called a a Clinko. That is basically does this like they have some sort of special ability to help people learn things, right? So it is is there. It's teaching Barry Pepper, but before it does, it gives this long speech about its people and what happened to them. And I'm like, whoa, 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 Clinko, we didn't ask for your life story. (laughs) (laughs) Just teach the guy, man. Whatever. And, And then, like after he's done learning, and now he's learned the language, and all, he goes back. And he's telling his his buddies, it's like I, I know I know their language, or whatever. And like how he said from the their knowledge machine. And I said, oh, look at these dumbasses. It's called a learning machine. <laughs> you fucking morons, get it right. So he now knows math. He's trying to explain a Euclidean, triangle. Euclidean ge- geometry. I'm like, yo, the aliens don't know who you. you- yeah, Euclidean, so whatever his name is, Euclid, Euclid, that's right. Yeah, he knows molecular biology, engineering, artistic composition for some reason. Yes, the woman from earlier in the movie wants to go find Barry. She argues it was so, like her dad or some shit. I don't know. Well, after he gets out of the learning machine, this is when we have the revelation apparently that John Travolta has not been speaking English this whole time. 
Yeah. Because then right. there's this weird transition. He's he's actually speaking cyclo or whatever. Yeah. There's slow motion and then it's it was it's so bad. It's like just use subtitles at, for something. Yeah. yeah. No. How yeah, else it, are we gonna hear him say men in the moon? <laughs> so uh so Barry knows their language. This is where we find out Barry knows their language. Yeah. Um says they're his prisoner now. They try to ambush the aliens. Oh, don't it forget does... about do you want lunch? The rats in his face. <laughs> do you want lunch? The guns aren't loaded that they oh. try to like that they steal. <laughs> yeah. Like Hold on. Hold on, Zach. Where he's like, yo, because another thing he talks about a lot in this movie. This motherfucker doesn't shut up. About leverage, I have leverage. He you says leverage so much. Yeah, he loves the word leverage. So he's he's trying to get leverage over the humans, over Barry by like, oh, he wants to eat rats. I've got the rats. Don't you want to eat? But it turns out like Barry's like, I'm just not gonna eat the shit. So he has to find more leverage, and he says, "We got your girl." And I'm like, "How do you know that was his girl?" And then he he pulls out the sketch. He's like, "Ah, that's how we knew it was her." And I'm like, <laughs> "Again, how did he know that was his girl?" And so. Uh, he puts like this weird, like explosive collar on one of his boys and say, if you don't tell me, uh, whatever it was, like, if you don't give me this information, I'm going to explode his, he's going to blow his head off. And he's like, no, 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 don't, don't kill him. Whatever. Don't kill him. Please. I'll do whatever you want. And he says, okay, I won't kill him. And he gives the remote to Forrest Whitaker. And then Forrest Whitaker blows the dude's head off. He's like, I never said he wouldn't kill Yeah, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of, like, Riddler-ass, like, <laughs> logic I, from him, like, I semantics. Wrote, this is what I wrote. This dude loves semantics. <laughs> There's so many semantic like this. The whole, uh, unfortunately, I'm not your friend. And like, yeah. <laughs> also, the exploding head happens off camera. Yes. Yeah, because there's PG-13. no way they have the budget for it. And there's a lot of slow-mo reaction shots instead. Yes. Yeah. yeah um, slow-mo grief. So now he takes Barry to the Denver library. Barry's on a leash. He tells him man animals only put up a nine-minute fight against the aliens. He lets Barry peruse the library. He's reading the Declaration of Independence for yeah. some reason. Yes, that, um, that help. Travolta, help. Travolta mentions his academy training again. I wrote nobody likes to likes or listens to the person who only talks about how good and smart they are at stuff. No, no it's like it's it's like at Harvard. He's, he's one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, at Harvard, we used to have Harvard. a saying. We used to have a saying. My dad donated the Cyclo Library to Harvard. <laughs> um, he wants to show what a great marksman he is, and so he's just shooting the legs off of cows in a field. <laughs> that was the fun. He kneecaps that cow. <laughs> he goes behind the back. Again, it's like it's like the fucking three amigos. Post-apocalyptic Earth still got cows and like fresh air and streams and grass and all that. Uh, Humans ambush him. Lots of humans. They capture Travolta by stealing the weapon. Uh, Barry wants to. I don't know. He's just trying to. He's trying to lead a revolution, right? Yeah. Uh, There's like this broke-ass Braveheart speech at one point. By the way, this whole revolution thing because I I recently rewatched Thor Ragnarok. It just made me think of Korg, yeah, yeah, Korg. And they're like, hello, we're starting a revolution. Like, just, <laughs> I just kept thinking of that, especially when they're in the jail and he's trying to like rally them up. It just kept taking me back to looking Thor Ragnarok, man. Um, I gotta admit, here I wasn't paying attention. Just all of a sudden, they're back in the prison and like they're all like rallying around Barry. Yeah, just he cuts his hair off and gives it to another dude, and everybody starts oh, is cheering. Is that what it was? Yeah. 
Because his hair looks different at one point. Yeah. He puts his hair up, or it looked like he put his hair up, so I didn't understand what was going on with that. But I was, again, I stopped paying attention a little bit. So now we're at the eight, we're back at the alien bar. And this yes. is my favorite scene in the movie. This is the best scene in the movie. Problematic. <laughs> this, this is, is a- so Travolta brings a lady alien over and says, She's stupid enough not to be a menace, good looking enough to be decorative. She gets drunk with economical speed and has other advantages. She shows how long her tongue is. Yes. And I wrote, I'd swipe right on any woman that has that in her dating profile of like, I like the bio. Or the tongue? Yeah, no, the bio. Well, uh. the, maybe the tongue too, but like the bio, <laughs> <laughs> no, but the bio, that's actually a, a funny description. It is. And that's when I wrote update. This is not a feminist movie. <laughs> what is it? No, this. And if you didn't know by that part, you'll know in a second where she yeah. talks about basically, Hey, if you don't give me such and such information, I'll just turn you in to uh the, the planet ship and let them know you guys are running a secret a secret gold operation and <laughs> to which he responds <laughs> leverage a female getting leverage ah here's here's great about this that's kelly preston john travolta's wife that's what someone told me later yeah and and by the way they wrote her scene themselves of course she must have wanted to come visit the set had to have and he was like all right i'll get you on one of the officials has been cooking the books travolta's blackmailing him so i call that guy nutsack neck yeah yes. I, was, I was calling him steve bannon he, looks like steve yeah, bannon he does look, look like steve bannon yes. yeah this is just a political thriller that's what this movie is he's teaching barry to fly in a simulator um it, he's yelling mm. at him i wrote this movie is quickly turning into whiplash those graphics looked like you know when you go to the movie theater and they have that roller coaster that goes by the popcorn and shit yeah it's not even that good like it's it's even worse than that um he keeps calling him rat brain um he drops barry and some humor and some humans or sorry man animals off at the mining facility lets them know they're watching they have 14 days to fill the cage with gold but barry's not going to have them mine he's read about fort knox where apparently they still have plenty of gold he breaks a stick in half to explain the concept of splitting up right human human apocalypse happens but fort knox is is intact intact and all the gold's in there so they go to fort knox they get the gold and the, and the doors open most importantly yeah the doors, doors open they just the, the most you know one of the safest you know fortresses in the in the world completely easy for the these primitive man animals to get through also how long is a flight from denver to dc to kentucky to texas to kentucky back to colorado well but these are you know those little hovercraft things i don't know yeah. how fast they don't move very fast they yeah, that's true, actually. There's no tracking equipment on these ships. <laughs> so John Travolta doesn't know that he's gone to any of these places. Travolta wants to know why the gold is in bars. Barry says he figures they didn't want raw ore. Now Travolta wants it in seven days. They have seven days to save their planet. He's planning the attack. They're going to ambush him, blow up the dome that has all the atmosphere that the aliens can uh, can breathe. Barry wants to destroy the Cyclo home planet by throwing a nuke there because they have a nuke now. They go to Texas to a military base to gather weapons, and we learn that they're going to learn how to fly jets, which a thousand year la- years later, again, are fully gassed up and just okay to, to turn on immediately. They're, and these, we, primitive, we, these primitive, primitive uh, man animals are going to learn to fly them in seven days. The plan is that they're going to blow, blow this dome up. I said, how do they know explosives? And then they're saying, Oof. Like, oh, I, when we blow it up, though, they're going to send, like, stage two, and they're going to bring us in, like, reinforcements. Or, then why do it? Well, we'll blow up their home planet. 
And I said, how are you going to blow up a home planet when you just learn how to fucking read? Like, he just learned how to read like two days ago. And now he's got a plan to travel interplanetarily to go blow up an entire planet. Then he's telling these dudes to learn how to fly in seven days. Somehow, piece of cake survived, though. That's a, that's piece a, of cake survived, and they said it's just like breaking a horse, which I wrote. I don't think that's how fighter jets work. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And by the way, like, think about this. We have the advantage of technology, right. of like um, we use iPads and computers and, yeah. and all types of shit, right? They threw a stick There's at no, a at a cover at a at a space at, alien. They, 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 they took a they threw a stick at a as a spaceship. You're telling me, I know for a fact you can't give me seven days in a simulator and have me flying shit. I mean, I played Fortnite for seven days and got worse. <laughs> These motherfuckers who, and I'm again, good at video games. Again, still grunt from time to time. Right. <laughs> but I also wrote, this is the Matrix sequel we deserved. Forrest Whitaker tries to blackmail Travolta by saying, like, he's got a copy of a video of him, basically. Yeah, Barry tells Forrest that he's being double-crossed. He gives him evidence, right? Yes. And so he gives him the, the, the video of Travolta talking about their plan and how he's going to screw everyone over. And so... Forrest Whitaker goes, confronts Travolta and says, look, I got video of you and shows him the video and says, yo, you got it. Now we got to split 80, 20, 80% my way on the goal. Right. Stugatz is strong in him. Yeah, Stugatz is really strong in him. <laughs> so, or, or he'll turn it in. Right. And so Travolta says, like, give me the tape. He's like, it doesn't matter. There, there's another copy somewhere else. Leverage. And then they start talking about leverage a lot. They go, yeah, ah, and by the way, whenever Travolta acts nice, that means he's going in for a oh, real... Oh, he's doing the okey-doke, yeah. He's doing all okey-doke. He's like, oh, I taught you well. You sure did. <laughs> you know, Travolta. Oh, yes, I taught you so well. You're such a good apprentice. Da, da, da. Who oh, could you have told? Please give me a hint. Let me figure out yeah. who this could be. How the hell am I supposed to know who it is? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could be anybody on this damn planet. It could be a mechanic. No. It could be a concubine. No, 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 it could no. be anybody in the communications office. Wrong. <laughs> I hate these things. I, I feel like it's, like it's a test that I'm not prepared for. Well, hell, it could even be a friendly bartender. And whoops out the bartender's head. <laughs> so funny. Where the fuck was he keeping this fucking head? We also find out though that that Forrest Whitaker is like, I'll get rid of all my current wives and get get new uh, ones. I'm new like, wives. polygamous? Better looking ones. Better looking ones. Well, he also said he would fire them. Fire them and yeah. hire right, yeah. new ones. Yeah, yeah, that's not how that's not how marriage works. Um, uh, also, when uh, there was an exchange between the woman and and Barry where she says, "I've always known this was going to be your destiny." <laughs> like like revolutionizing here and i wrote really this you knew this would be and he mentions having kids and she's like kids yeah. and i wrote i wrote one revolution at a time barry you can either storm the aliens or you can storm her ovaries but not both yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so all right barry and the humans are taking over uh sorry i mean the black guy gets killed alarms have been triggered humans try to warn barry that five guards are armed and they're moving fast they're not moving fast because they're on fucking stilts why are they looting and rioting in an already bombed out and depleted city it's like let's break this window like you know, yeah denver's been in the shithole for a while man <laughs> like you're not making a difference my man there's slow motion action of barry running through a shooting gallery with a pickle in his mouth Mama told me not to. I didn't anyway, said don't but i 
fighter jets are being expertly flown and attacking alien ships. The CGI is like toys on strings. They're teleporting the bomb to the home planet. Travolta stops the transport, but then the transport happens again. Um, Travolta announces to kill all the humans. Uh, Barry stabs Travolta in the neck. He attaches a bomb to him. There's slow motion fighting. He tricks Travolta into blowing the bomb up. His arm gets blown off in the process. Then the atomic bomb gets transported. Cyclo is blown up. Yeah, the whole planet blows up off of one bomb. Right, and it just kind of that. Well, they do explain from the learning machine uh, that the atmosphere would react. Yeah, yeah. Again, how does he know how to get to the home planet? Google Maps. Well, no, they were going <laughs> to teleport gas drones or whatever to Earth to fight, and the, he sneaks right. in through the window. Well, is that I, how it works? You teleport something, and that thing can teleport back. You open up a portal, and he walked through it. I think. Wow, apparently, <laughs> means never been in the learning machine before. What an idiot! <laughs> you want to rat a mean? You want to rat? <laughs> do you want lunch <laughs> um, by the way th- this again to reiterate the part where i i cussed out bays in the chat was when the jets arrive and and they're flown perfectly and they shoot down <laughs> shit and then as they're like chasing around and having a dog fight again you see about seven days right against yeah. presumably a military like motherfuckers have done this shit for their entire life an with, intergalactic military i mean with, with with technology far greater than our thousand year old jets that right. previously took out the human race in nine minutes right 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 these motherfuckers learn how to shit. but there's a point when they're in the dogfight and the dude says i'm right on his tail i mean what the fuck did you watch like uh, <laughs> did you watch uh goddamn top top gun like <laughs> Where the fuck did you learn this terminology? Oh, piece of cake. Um, there, there no. I wrote there are no stakes in this movie other than corporate espionage. So oh. the, the the humans the humans win, and now we have By in Fort Knox. Before before they they win, there's one last thing I want to complain about. Yeah, John Travolta as he's being dummied into this whole thing where actually the tables are turned on him, but he's telling Barry Pepper how I'm going to kill you, girl. Da da da. And Barry Pepper responds, surely her life is of no consequence to you. And I said, motherfucker, you were grunting at the beginning of this movie. Now you speak with this eloquence? What is this about? Where did this come from? Learning machine, baby. Oh, my God, man. That's how that works. So now we're in Fort Knox. As now you we're back in Fort Knox. Travolta, armless, uh, is in a cage in the middle of all this gold. He's asking to be vaporized and he's saying, why don't you just vaporize me? And Barry says, leverage. <laughs> oh, he's flipped it on him. Flipped it on him. Uh, I don't know what that means. I was like, well, "How is that a plan?" Is what I what I put down there. Um, how is that a plan? Like, what's the leverage? I don't get yeah. it. And he and he's like, "Oh, well, you you're an idiot." And Travolta basically like, "Oh, well, you should have you should have killed me when you had the chance." Because Forrest Whitaker walks in. Forrest Whitaker gives the uh, the gun to Barry, and Forrest proclaims himself that he's the head cyclo now. Motherfucker, you're the only cyclo. Yeah. You can, yeah. like that, that's not that's nothing yeah, like, now. And not the only cyclo on Earth. Like they, they the blew up the whole planet. They Krypton this thing. You know, and, and like my thing is like, okay, let's just assume there are some colonies somewhere out there, right? Okay, sure. Like you think they're gonna come and be like, oh, you cool? Like I mean, oh. you, you only collaborated with the people who decimated our race, but I think we can fuck with you. you know, like, I mean, I would not want to be the last human. There's no like there's nothing for that. There's no win there. 
at all. Yeah. And, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah. It's just over. Well, that's, and that's what you say. There's supposed to be more movies. Like, what more could they have gone into? I don't, I I don't know. I guess Travolta escapes. Yeah, cliffhanger ending. Travolta breaks out. And there's another battle, I guess. I don't know. So some trivia. Forrest Whitaker expressed his regret for participating in this movie. No Shocked. shit. Um, the film's cinematographer has gone on record saying that the overuse of color filters and Dutch angles wasn't his idea. And he was given the smallest lighting budget he ever worked with. Almost every shot in the film is a Dutch angle because according to Roger Christian, he wanted the film to look look like a comic book. Dutch angles are those like kind of... You put the camera low and you shoot up. It's also that thing's supposed to make them look taller, but they did such an awful job. Those, like Forrest Whitaker and John Travolta are supposed to be nine feet tall. Yeah, John Travolta always looks short in this movie despite being on stilts. I'm sorry. That's their biggest – that's his biggest like – that's why? That's that's the claim. Uh, John Travolta initially offered the director's seat to Quentin Tarantino. This is so funny, dude. Who, who declined. <laughs> Shocker. Barry Pepper won uh, Best Supporting a- – or I'm sorry, Worst Supporting Actor at the Razzies and said had he known he was going to win, he would have shown up to accept the, the award. Good on him. Yeah. John Travolta – this might piss off a meme. John Travolta referred to this film as like Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope but better and the Schindler's List of science fiction films during its publicity tour. Oh, my God, man. Also like Pulp Fiction for the year 3000. Really? Did he say that for real? He said that for real. No, I did not God. see a fucking gimp despite Barry Pepper being an Alicia at one point. So I disagree. Um, in an interview with a magazine, Barry Pepper did say that the food provided on the set wasn't great. So John Travolta summoned his personal chef to the movie's Canada location to feed the cast and crew. That's nice. That's a cool move. That's a cool look. Yeah, he also like lowered his fee and invested his own money in it. Yeah, he's like he was really trying to get this thing made for a long time since like 1980. Yeah, 1983, I believe, was when he tried to first get it. The investor entertainment, not entertainment, but entertainment sued producer franchise pictures for fraud. Franchise claimed the budget was seventy five million dollars instead of the actual budget budget of forty four million dollars. Franchise was ordered by the court to pay entertainment one hundred and twenty one million dollars in damages and they went bankrupt Entertainment only financed the film because it was a package deal with Art of War and the whole nine yards. So Franchise Pictures was run by Ely Samaha, a former dry cleaning mogul turned nightclub owner who specialized in rescuing stars pet projects. No, you only specialized in money laundering. (laughs) And he acknowledged that everyone thought I was crazy or mentally retarded for taking on the project, but I pitched the film as Planet of the Apes starring John Travolta. Um, yeah, that's it's fun. I, it's a very Planet of the Apes vibe. Very Planet of the Apes vibe from the very beginning, other than the wipes, which made me think of Star Wars. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess like credit to them, they the movies they wanted me to think about. I thought about slow so. down. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Barry Pepper blamed the film's failure on a weak script and poor production. Claimed that John Travolta's paycheck took up most of the budget, and he took a discount. And he took a discount. Um, J.D. Shapiro, the first screenwriter who was fired, as Mays mentioned, openly apologized for the film and even uh, personally accepted the film's Razzie Award for Worst Movie of the Decade. Uh, He stated in a New York Post article that the only time I saw the movie was at the premiere, which was one too many times. Looking back at the movie with fresh eyes, I can't help but be strangely proud of it because out of all the sucky movies, mine is the suckiest. All right. Like, relax, but okay. I feel Um, like it's pushing it a little bit there. It was tied with Showgirls for the most Razzie Award wins in a year at seven until 
Um, I know who killed me. Won eight in two thousand eight. What is uh, I know who killed me? It's a it's a Lindsay Lohan movie, right? Ooh, yeah, it might yeah. that might be a future cinephobe. It's it's okay. supposed to be real bad. Battlefield Earth two was planned and set for a two thousand release, uh, so it could not compete with Star Wars Episode two, Attack of the Clones. I wonder um, why. Travolta, Pepper, and Whitaker were all going to return in their roles. However, because it was, the first one was such a box office disaster, it was abandoned. Oh yeah, so the Travolta's contract, he took, as Mays mentioned, he took a he he took down his twenty million dollar fee to ten with incentives that would have paid him about fifteen million more if the movie met standards at the box office. I mean, it did not. <laughs> um, he's got he's gone on publicly to defend it. Even said he would do it if they made it again. He loves this shit. Also, the word man animal is said 28 times. Apparently, man animal is hyphenated. The, on, the only word that's said more is leverage. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, screenwriter J.D. Shapiro admitted that he got, he got involved in the movie at first because he read that the Scientology Celebrity Center in L.A. was a great place to pick up women. And then he goes on the yacht, right? Yeah. Yeah, he he definitely got inducted <laughs> for oh, this 100%. for this project. Um, to him. Travolta was originally supposed to be Barry Pepper's role in this movie, but could never get investors to back him for the project because of the association with Scientology. And by the time they actually got it financed, uh, he was too old, so he took the villain role. Oh wow! And this movie got made because of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. But Pulp Fiction was six years earlier. That's how long it took for him to grind it out. Yeah, he was revived at that point. Tom Cruise is said to have warned Warner Brothers that he thought the movie was a bad, bad idea, but his spokesperson later denied this. Um, no, Tom Cruise, you stand by that shit, man. There was a film. Uh, the film had a toy line by Trendmasters. Uh, it was one of their last toy lines. Apparently yeah, not mastering the trend. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, there was a sequel, as we mentioned, and also an animated series planned after the film released. And then my last note uh, from the trivia is John Travolta took so much inspiration from Predator that they had to add his voice in post-production. He refused to do or say anything other than the Predator's signature growl. Wait, come again? He apparently was only growling. The whole time? He was like growling on set, yeah. Yeah. And they had to add his voice in post-production, which I don't, I mean, I I I I saw him talk though. I I thought I did too. Yeah. All right. All right. It's also 45 minutes into the movie before we find out that Barry Pepper's name is Johnny Goodboy. Johnny. <laughs> I honestly did not know that was his name at <laughs> any point in the movie. I just kept calling him Barry Pepper the whole time. Yeah, same. Maze, we have we have a review from the great Roger Ebert, right? This is an incredible review. May 12, 2000, a half star. Battlefield Earth is like taking a bus trip with someone who has needed a bath for a long time. It's not merely bad, it's unpleasant in a hostile way. The visuals are grubby and drab, the characters are unkempt and have rotten teeth, breathing tubes hang from their noses like ropes of snot, the soundtrack sounds like a boom mic being slammed in against the inside of a 55-gallon drum. The plot, ellipsis. But let me catch my breath. This movie is awful in so many different ways. Even the opening titles are cheesy. Sci-fi epics usually begin with a stab at impressive titles, but this one just displays green letters on the screen and a type font that came with my Macintosh. (laughs) Then the movie's subtitle unscrolls from left to right in the kind of effect you see in home movies. You watch 22 Jump Street, right? Yeah. Uh, Remember when they're making that football video and they're just like, should we add more star wipes? (laughs) That's what I felt like in this movie. (laughs) 
I'm not against unclean characters on principle, at least now that the threat of smell vision no longer hangs over our heads. Lots of great movies have squalid heroes. But when the characters seem noxious on principle, we wonder if the art and costume departments were allowed to run wild. Battlefield Earth was written in 1980 by L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology. The film contains no evidence of Scientology or any other system of thought. It is shapeless and senseless, without a compelling plot or characters we care for in the slightest. The director, Roger Christian, has learned from better films that directors sometimes tilt their cameras, but he has not learned why. Some movies run off the rails. This one is like the train crash in The Fugitive. I watched it in mounting gloom, realizing I was witnessing something historic. A film that for decades to come will be the punchline of jokes about bad movies. There's a moment here when the Cyclo's entire planet, home office and all, is blown to smithereens without the slightest impact on any member of the audience or for that member of the cast. If the film had been destroyed in a similar cataclysm, there might have been a standing ovation. Unbelievable. It is... It's the worst movie we've done? Ooh, it's gotta be dude it's gotta I mean, be yeah it's yeah and yet somehow like hot rod i just because <laughs> hot rod didn't have a story this at least had a story like my thing is like it's a terrible story but it's a story i can follow along and be angry about like hot rod was just there wow wow you're taking shots at. i mean you really tried to fuck maze over here I think like a means dog died on the day he watched Hot Rod or something. <laughs> there is a there is a user review on IMDb that says why no option to vote zero out of ten. This movie makes you wonder why on IMDb we're forced to give a movie as dreadful as this a minimum of one out of ten when it quite rightly deserves a vote of zero out of ten. You know what my favorite part about that Ebert uh, Roger Ebert review is that smell-o-vision is something that he's really worried about in the year two thousand. Right. <laughs> All right, Amin, phobe or file? I think you know my answer. <laughs> Absolute phobe, man. This is this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Maze. Yeah, despite it being enjoyable to discuss, which would put it in its in the second category that I mentioned, this is so bad on so many levels. It's got to be a phobe. Let me say this. I had seen this movie before, but I don't think I had seen the whole thing. I might, Maybe I've fallen asleep in, during it in the past because um, there were a lot of parts I didn't remember, but, I, but I've watched this movie a couple of times, never really thinking I would watch it again. But after watching it this time, I mean, if it's on TV, I have to ask myself seriously, would I check to see what part of the movie is on? Never again. I mean, yes, yes, yes. I would want to just see, but see I, but, but if he yells, like, do you want lunch? Or, or like... A friendly bartender, the, but the like tongue, the tongue scene or whatever. Like, I, I have to, and for me, that factors into that factors into whether or not dare. like I would recommend it. And I feel don't. like if you're gonna recommend it, that's a file, right? Uh, you you recommend this movie? I would not I'm, recommend. I'm, I'm trying. I mean, should that review no. said should everyone watch it once? Sure. No, no. Just to no. know the it's like the room, like just to know the cultural significance. There is no cultural significance. It's culturally insignificant. It makes me wonder about Scientology. I know he says there's no evidence I of Scientology. It makes me wonder. I told you he converted. I knew it. <laughs> I've I've walked by Scientology places before. When I lived in Miami, when I lived in Coral Gables, there was a small place that I always wondered if I walked in, like what would happen if I just asked for some literature? Would you meet a woman? I like I I don't know. Like a I female. drive by all the time. <laughs> female. Leverage. Leverage. <laughs> 
I feel like I, I drive by these amazing structures in LA all the time because they're everywhere. These Scientology centers. There's one three blocks from me. Like I, it makes me wonder what's going on. Guys, it's a file. Yeah. It, it I watch it again. It makes me wonder what's going on with you. <laughs> it's a file. I'm sorry. I didn't enjoy it, but I would recommend it and I would check in on it. And I think legally for me, that means it's a file. I hate you. Thank you.